Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Banter with Tracy and Javisa or Banter with Javisa and Tracy. Yes. <laughs> it is Friday. It is Friday, January the 18th, 2019. Can you believe it? It's January. And we're halfway through 2019. 2019. Okay. When we were in school, do you remember when they said calculate the year 20, 2016 or something and how old you were going to be. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, that's so old. I'm being <laughs> I'm going to be in a wheelchair, sitting on the porch, rocking back and forth. And now we're that old and thankfully we're not. Yeah. We're not, no, we're being vibrant and vital. Yes, 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 yes. Right. We're going <laughs> to jump into it. Okay. Um, you got to start with. Some, some serious stuff. Uh, you, when Tracy was in school, Tracy's in school again. Yes. Go, Tracy. Yeah, another class. But she invited me to go see Deidre Cooper Owens, who was the author of the book, Medical Bondage, Race, Gender, and the Origins of American Gynecology. Uh, did we talk about that on one of our shows? We did not. I don't think we did. Yeah, did we? I don't think we I don't did. Think we did, because that was very good. I'm, why did we not do that? I don't know. But but she she talked about the fact that um his name, his last name is Sims. What is his first name? I can't remember. It was J something Sims. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there is a monument. Um, He's at in New York for him and he's right. known as the father of gynecology mm-hmm. and so he she talked about she's a historian so she talked about the fact that um, he did much of his experience his experimentation on black slaves and um, and so one of the things that he worked really hard on was trying to resolve the issue of uh, fistula I think I'm, so, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pronouncing that right and so it was a, a problem that women had. Now, I, you have to look it up. I can't tell you the, the medical reasoning behind it, but it it, it, it was... It, it was a nasty thing. Yeah, there's a lot of complications, yeah. And so that so he worked on, he practiced on black women trying different methods of treatment. And so they've taken that, um, that same information. And I really think the playwriter of this play probably used some of the information that um, I think she did too. She Cooper didn't Owens. mention her, and I bet you because Cooper Owens is in New York, right? And she's and a historian. I bet you, yes, yeah. I bet she's going to see that play, right? Mm-hmm. But she, um, anyway, she's taken. There were four women in particular that are mentioned, and because he wrote a, a biography, mm-hmm. and so they've taken these four black women and they've kind of given them a voice as to their experiences, and and so it's. It sounds wonderful. It sounds very interesting. So the the name of the play is Behind the Sheets. It's playing in New York. Um, It's off-Broadway. You know, play until sometime mid-February. I'm sorry, mid-February. Early February is is when it ends its run. But um, it sounds really powerful. And one of the things that um, Deidre Cooper talked about, Owens, what she talked about in her book, is that although, and and he was not the only gynecological doctor mentioned mm-hmm. but they she said his his experiments were done on blacks he trained blacks as his assistant but in the book when they show drawings they show the drawings of white women right mm-hmm. so um and one of the other things she talked about in her presentation and it's also mentioned in the play is that notion that black women um do not suffer through pain. Right. You don't know, they pain. don't feel pain. And I think in a way we have perpetrated that mm-hmm. because I remember, and now you said it when you were delivering your first child, yeah. the white lady next to you was, was screaming and calling and carrying on. 
And I remember Mama told me, "Don't you get in there acting a fool." <laughs> <laughs> you want them to help you, so don't be too much trouble. And she was in extreme care, like she was the first woman on the freaking planet to have a baby. And I did tell the nurse, I said, please tell her we are all in here doing the same thing, and she can tone it down just a smidge. And I remember my mama saying, girl, don't you carry on mm-hmm. because you ain't going to get no good service. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, Our mothers had the same thing in mind. They were like, just, you know. Just take it like a woman. Yes. So you can get good care because people don't want to be bothered with you if you crying and carrying on. Although, in hindsight, 2020, maybe we should have screamed and howled and carried on. Yes, yeah. they, yes, because they said, you know what they say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So we may look like we could, you know, suffer the pain. But mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm really excited for the, for the play. The playwright, of course, and the and the people participating in it, and it's such a an important story in our history that needs yes. to be told. It needs to be told the history of those women. Because um, didn't she say on the in the little um, talk that they that he can be considered the father of gynecology, but they were the mothers of it. Yes, she and did say they that. They didn't get any credit, and they didn't get any credit. There is an interview of the um, playwriter on NPR Science Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can go. There was a podcast. We only listened to like there was like seventeen minutes, but yeah. there's there's well there's more. The the podcast is actually longer. That was just a segment of the show, but you can listen to that, mm-hmm. um, or you can always read the book if you are interested in that. Um, she was only running through when February. February like next month February. Yeah, February. I think February the eighth. Yeah, February the eighth. No, no. <laughs> Horrible. Unless they sell out and people decide to continue, we could extend it. Extend it, so yeah. it needs to be told. And until we went to see her, I didn't even know something like that existed. You know, mm-hmm. things that you don't think about that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what right. you don't know. So it was it was such a good story. She was such a great speaker. And she's yeah. originally from um, Deidre Cooper. Always is originally from South Carolina. Yeah. 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 South Carolina. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Um, I'm going to move on. Because I have not been motivated lately. And most of the time, I'm pretty good about, you know, knowing what I need to do and and doing the things that I need to do. But these last couple of days, I just I don't want to do nothing. I mean, I like to go to work because I have to. But the other things that I need to do when I get home, I just don't want to do. So I was trying to find some tips on how to be motivated. And after um, some extensive research, 10 minutes. I, I've combined the various tips that were provided and I've come up with four tips that'll get me motivated, that, that'll help in getting you motivated if you're like me and you're like, I, I just, you know, come home, I've worked all day and pretty much I want to just veg in front of the television. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we do, but you know, I have things that need to be done. But these are some handy dandy tips. Um, remember that this lack of motivation is actually temporary. This is not permanent. You know, we, we all go through phases and funks and what have you. So, um, kind of write it for what it is and keep it moving. Um, divide your goals. I'm a huge list maker. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I find that's beneficial is that I will make a list and then I'll definitely include in my list something that I've already done and then I'll scratch it out. <laughs> and that just gives me a feeling, a sense of accomplishment. You know, so if I got 10 and I'm already down to nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a big believer of walk away from the television because the TV sucks you up. It just sucks you in. So walk away from the TV and then just have positive thoughts. You know, just remember, um, 
you know, sometimes I have to remember, you know, how blessed, how fortunate yes. I am that I, I'm, I'm eating. We have mm-hmm. heat. Yeah. Um, so I just have to kind of remind myself of that. And then, you know, just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. So after some intense research, I've given you four handy dandy tips <laughs> <laughs> to stay motivated. So, all righty. Moving on. Moving on. R. Kelly. Yeah. What this? What did you say? They said, "Boy, bye." <laughs> In essence, they said, "Boy, bye." I, you know what, Tracy? This is my issue. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly's not doing anything new. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this for a number of years. Yeah. No one seemed to be all that concerned about it in the past. Not a bit. So this kind of righteousness that people have um, where, you know, we're going to drop him from the label. Well, when he was doing all this, you weren't concerned. You weren't concerned, but you know, that was pre-Me Too movement. And Me Too movement didn't necessarily mm-hmm. include black girls. But you know, the person who began the Me Too movement it was, was black. black. Right. Yes, right. yes, yes. But it. the movement didn't include black, black women. Girls. Yes. <laughs> Even though black women started it. Started it, yes. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just have, what R. Kelly did was by all means wrong. He did some wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife knew about it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure his record label knew about it. His management people knew yeah, about all it. All his people. All his people were fully aware of the mm-hmm. things that he, he was, was doing, doing. Yes. And they weren't concerned about it. Mm-hmm. And they continue to let it happen, either look the other way or were concerned about the money. I don't know the reasonings behind it. So I'm just a little, I'm not impressed with everybody's being self-righteous now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, will he go to jail? No. no. He's going to get it. He's going to go to jail. I don't think he's going to go to jail. I think, you know, had they just written it out, they would have just gone. It's like a hot news cycle right now because of the um, expose yeah. on Lifetime. But had he just written it out, they probably wouldn't have done anything. It was the pressure. They just did it for a good, you know, opt. Not necessarily a photo op, but I think the record label just did it for this is the right for thing. that reason. Yes. And they thought it was the right thing. Yeah, they thought it was the right thing to do for now. Because if they if he's been with RCA for more, you know, than a minute, then they knew what they knew what he was doing. Somebody in there knew what he was doing. So, yeah. He did. He did. And if he's a smart man, he's you know banked his money. He can create his own label, put out his own music. So, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And then some people will buy even more of it just for the because of the controversy. So. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, he's not gonna go hungry. Okay. And yeah. once again, I'm not gonna lie. I did like that "Sex Me, Sex Me," mm-hmm. and I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump of ground. <laughs> I like those songs. Um, I you know I, I had me songs about you remind me of a Jeep. <laughs> You don't remember you remind me of no. Oh yes, that was one of his hits too. R. Kelly was never one of my favorites anyway, so you know, his troubles don't like make me too upset or you know. Like, oh not R. Kelly. It's like, yeah, I can take him leave But you know, what we got next? Oh yeah, with Cardi B um did a was that Instagram post? Yes. <laughs> she was talking about the shutdown, the federal government shutdown about the workers coming, you know, having to be forced to work without being paid. And it was so, you know, oh my God. that she slavery. said that. Yeah, <laughs> slavery. It is modern day slavery. She said, but the fact that Cardi B said it and she's an entertainer. And so before, you know, I had never had feelings about Cardi B one way or the other. 
But, you know, and, you know, the way that she speaks is of note. But the fact that she was talking about this topic made me have a hold of respect for her. Yeah. And her message was really good. I just hope we can get the message in spite of the messenger. She cusses a lot. Yeah, she does cuss a lot, but she was making a very valid point. So go Cardi B. I'm glad you are socially conscious. And she said something needs to be done. She said it's not my it's not her thing. It's not what I do, but something needs to be done. So I appreciate her acknowledging that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that kind of surprised me. Me too. I, I was very surprised. I don't, I'm not a I don't know much about Cardi B outside of um her working with Bruno Mars mm-hmm. and and so she was able to take that Instagram success and she was on one of the one of the hip hop shows mm-hmm. um one of those reality shows and and she was one of the few people who who transitioned from a reality show star to an actual full-fledged career yeah. in such a short span of time and so for her to go to cross over so quickly um it was a New York rise I think is what they call it. Oh well that well she definitely had that but yeah I yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. But I appreciate her saying it. Yeah. And so it's a matter of time. Um, I hope other people speak out. But it's a little scary. I mean, this is almost 30, is. 30 days in. 30 days in. And 30 days in. And there's no end in sight. Because this, I mean, this is really a, what you call it, a stalemate. No, this is chicken. Yeah, this is a game of chicken. This is a game <laughs> of chicken. Who's, who's going to lean first? first? That's right. exactly, that's, it's a game of chicken. It's a game of chicken that they're playing right now. With people's lives, there are people that really, you know, are having to dip into their retirement to have money to pay for utilities and mortgages and stuff like that. And that's horrible to have to do that. Yeah. It's horrible. And then you have to go to work. And then you have to go to work. So I said, ah, yeah, y'all be careful with the stuff that you eat, the food and drug administration. administration, Because I would be working like they paying me. Not much. But anyway. Well, moving on to our next thing. You know, it's Martin Luther King Jr.'s um, holiday. It's coming up on Monday. His actual birthday was Tuesday. Yes. And we have been celebrating his life, you know, for the 50, about 51 years in April of his death. And I was telling Jabisa, I was thinking about like all of the progress that was made, you know, and it was it was progress, not a whole bunch. A lot of things didn't change, but it seems like we were making steps toward change, towards accepting each other, of, you know, everybody's difference diversity, inclusion, you know, everybody making using the group to make everybody better. Like all different groups to make everybody better. It was like the price is right. Like the price. Yes. I love the price is right. The world should be like the price is right. Yes. But you know, and it's been such a it was a long hard struggle, especially in the beginning. It's been a long hard struggle. Yeah. Now we've got, you know, all this different social media and and um, what do you call it? Tele, what do you call the stuff that that all this? I can't think of the word. Technology. Technology. Yes. So you know that's you can get the word out more. But what I'm trying to say, not so well, is that it took a long time to get to where we are. Like 51 years, if you're counting, if we start the count at the death of Dr. King, and in two years less than. 
it seems as if all that progress has been taken away by one, that one little mealy mouth monster <laughs> living in the White House. And it is so sad. It makes me so sad. And it, it's heartbreaking that we had come to not so far, but we were just making strides That's and true. marked improvement. It seems like we've been knocked back down to the day after his assassination. That's true. And we're going to have to start building again. The longer he stays in, the worse it's going to get. And it's just disheartening, especially for the day and age that we live in. So that was that. And another thing that's something ironic is the Steve King, the Iowa Republican. Last name King. Last name King. Wouldn't it be fun if they were related? Maybe they would be. It'd be tragic, yes. (laughs) But anyway, he was the um, Republican congressman that um, was defending white supremacy, white nationalists. In Western civilization, saying something like, "How did that become offensive?" Yeah, you know that. I mean, that's clearly racist. And so they have done some little things, like remove him from some big house committees. I guess thinking that's going to force him to quit. But all he knows that he has to do is just hang in there a little bit. It will blow over, and then he'll get back on those committees, and he'll be chugging right along as if nothing had happened. If and the same, like kind of backing up with R. Kelly, I said they just stuck it out a bit, it all blow over to the next big thing in the news cycle came along. There's no consequences. No, no real, no real, no real, real consequences. consequences. They can't make him leave. They are wanting him to step down and he is, how do you say, he's double down. He's not going to step down. Stepping down. He doesn't have to. He's not stepping down. Y'all can keep me in here without putting me on, without giving me work to do. I'm be right here. Yeah, and getting paid. Getting paid. Yes. Getting paid. Yes. You know, I think they need to do that government shutdown and stop all their paychecks and see how that feels. Well, because they haven't stopped their paychecks. That's mm-hmm. And one of, one of the things that was said um, when I was watching the news is that not enough people are feeling the effects of right. the shutdown. So therefore, since it seems to affect a small number of Americans, um, a lot of black folks in federal government. Yes. Um, so people are not up in arms about it. Uh, but, it. you know, but the one tragedy because of it has to happen. You know, as we talk, Tracy, and you think about, they just had the the attack on in Syria. Syria, right? That from the ISIS people that we have clearly defeated. Right. It, I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if there's another attack on American soil. Mm-hmm. I really I would not, because now we're vulnerable. Yeah, we're, we are vulnerable. Yeah. We are vulnerable. Very much so. And it's 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 a it's a frightful thing. It's frightening. It is frightening. You can just be doing your regular normal life things right and and be snuffed out and for no good reason because i always i think have i told you before i don't want to die dumb <laughs> many people do yeah i just don't want to be like going to the grocery store and then something bad happened it's just horrible yeah so that's where we are now yeah it's a shame okay. anyway so we'll we start another little thing um not a little thing. This is something I'm going to do this year because it's 12 months in a year. Um, just to talk about the month. <laughs> this is January. Yay, January. January is named for the Roman god Janus, protector of gates and doorways. Janus is depicted with two faces, one looking into the past, the other into the future. So that's the month of January. I did not know that. Yes. It is named after who? The gods? The Roman god. Oh, Roman God. Yes, is God. yes. yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. God, lowercase g. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
No confusion. No God is a capital G. Not with the big man. You talking about what? Okay, I'm done. Yeah. misheard you. Okay, all right. And then, of course, what are our words of our wisdom? Words of, okay, I think this is because of the holiday coming up. Through the practice of remembrance, let's honor the past and infuse it with love. And you know how we say you have to say, say it twice. again. Through the practice of remembrance, let's honor the past and infuse it with love. And with that, we're going to say goodnight, y'all. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>